Even if immigrants don't get the chance to vote in New York City, they can get sick and count on getting quality care, especially if they live in Elmhurst in the borough of Queens. Elmhurst, New York, 11373 is, according to National Geographic, the most ethnically diverse zip code in the U.S., Elmhurst Hospital provides care for nearly 2 million patients a year. The international range of patients there makes the hospital a medical melting pot. That's how Rivka Galchin describes Elmhurst Hospital in her story in this week's New Yorker magazine. It's titled Every Disease on Earth. Rivka, set the scene for us, please. What's uh, the impression you get when you walk into Elmhurst Hospital? Well, I mean, even before you get to the hospital, you're sort of going by the Chinese bakery and the Spanish bakery and the Korean video store. And then when you come into the hospital, you know, in some sense, it's a comfortably normal hospital. They do, of course, have the information desk labeled in probably 50, 60 languages. So it has the feel of an airport. And it also has the feel of an airport a little bit in that it's so chaotic. Right. So how many diseases are they skilled at identifying? I mean, I guess I couldn't even really say. It probably comes off the most dramatically with infectious diseases because there's so many infectious diseases that we really only associate with other parts of the world. Whereas a disease like malaria, which we fortunately just hardly see at all in the U.S., it's almost a kind of a humdrum disease. Everyone's already learned about it. I mean, if there's a reason uh, for Elmer's Hospital's ability to spot these diseases, it sounds like one doctor uh, that you profile, Dr. Joseph Lieber. How did he get to this position, caring for all these nationalities and knowing all these diseases? Um, the amazing thing about Dr. Lieber is um, there are, of course, also like wonderful infectious disease specialists at Elmhurst and uh, wonderful surgeons who are sort of familiar with kind of fairly unusual presentations from around the world. But Dr. Lieber sort of is familiar with everything and every specialty. His own training was a little different than maybe your mainstream physician in New York. He trained in Guadalajara, Guadalajara, Mexico. So that's a very big urban center. So already from the beginning, besides his intellectual interest in all sorts of obscure diseases, as well as things you're going to have to take care of all the time, he just was exposed to things that most doctors aren't going to be. For example, I remember him telling me about how he saw a lot of cases of leprosy, which I think for most of us is only a disease in the Bible. Mm. We don't really think of anyone having it. You follow Dr. Lieber around when you reported this story. Give us an example of the kind of global diagnostic savvy he has. It's always fun to follow Dr. Lieber around. In part, I mean, even when you just have sort of a regular renal transplant patient coming in, they might be from Greece, and the next one will be from the Dominican Republic, and the next one will be from India, and some of them will be sourcing their drugs because they're cheaper from other countries, and he's going to be familiar with how that's going to change things. And it's like I remember there was a woman, she herself was from the Philippines, was a newlywed, and had just passed through Hong Kong, but it also had a number of cosmetic surgeries that are popular in Brazil that can lead to sort of shortness of breath injections, you know, sort of all sorts of plastic surgeries that are more often done in those countries. And he was sort of able to sort of pull together all the different kind of noisy clues. Yeah, another one you point out is uh, the presence of these little sparkles across the body that might throw some doctors really for a loop. Exactly. It, it, on an x-ray, you can get it's sort of a very mysterious and kind of beautiful x-ray you can get. Uh, just a chest x-ray, and, and it just it seems like someone just sprinkled glitter all across the patient's chest, and you would think, 
you know, my God, is this person been like working in a strange jewelry factory inhaling God knows what small metals? I mean, I don't know what kind of diagnostic guesses you'd be led to unless you knew that, oh, you know, patients who, especially Korean patients or a few other people who go for Korean acupuncture, they purposely break off the tips of the needles and leave them under the skin. And so that probably has absolutely nothing to do with fever or sputum or whatever it is. And so he knows not to be distracted, sort of glittering chest x-ray. Right. And it's interesting that you note that despite the heavy workload and non-competitive pay with private hospitals, is a lot of doctors return to Elmhurst Hospital after residency. Did you find out why? Almost always people say Dr. Lieber was a huge role model for me. And they say, I missed the patients. I sort of, I went to another hospital. It was, it was you know, slightly more organized. And mm. <laughs> there was less of a workload and maybe the paycheck was a little better. But people really missed the patient population. I think also, you know, people crave that intensity. That may be why they went into the field in the first place. You can read Rivka Galchin's story, Every Disease on Earth, about Elmhurst Hospital in Elmhurst, New York, in this week's New Yorker magazine. Rivka, thanks for speaking with us. Thank you for your time, Marco. Thanks.